Luke 12, 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there, I will, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thou, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose, things shall the, whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. So a rich, certain rich man had a farm that yielded substantial returns. He's doing good for himself. He says to himself, self, what am I going to do? I have nowhere to store all the increase. I have nowhere to store all the fruit of my hard labor, all of the fruit of my grounds, all the fruit of my work. He does not have the space to enjoy his increase. So he will pull down the barns. He's going to erect greater barns that's going to hold everything. And then he has decided now that he has enough. He is going to rest and enjoy a life of ease for he has reached the pinnacle in his estimation of life. He has said, I have everything I need. I'm going to build bar greater barns to hold it all and I'm good and that's what uh, I'm going to do, and then I'm going to rest, and I'm going to have an easy life. Well, let's go back to Luke 12, 20. But God said. How many of us have forgotten that God has a say in our lives? God has a say in our decisions. Believe it or not, God has a say in your death. We have forgotten that he is the final say in absolutely everything. This rich man, what I have provided, my barns, my labor, my grounds, my, me, I, that's what he had to say. But God said, thou fool. Now, God calling you a fool is bad enough. But if God has to call you a fool, then you are doubly so a fool because you don't realize it. You say it's you. You don't recognize God. And he's calling you a fool and you're not recognizing that. You are doubly a fool. God calls him a fool. And why? Because he didn't give God the glory. He didn't give God the credit. He didn't give God the praise. He's a fool for thinking that all of this bounty, all of this increase is in his timetable because of his plans, because of his work, because of his lands, he has forgotten God. And he's about to get a reminder. For God doesn't just say, thou fool. God says, tonight will thy soul be required of thee. Then who will inherit all you have? So you're going to die tonight with all of this increase, with all of this bounty, with all of these plans, God says you will your soul is going to be required tonight. You will die. And then who is going to gain the increase? Who is going to benefit from everything you have done?
hopefully somebody that's going to give God the glory and the credit. Hopefully somebody's going to recognize God. <laughs> right there at the end, you know what's what. Because God says, God says, which thou has provided. God knows who provided it. God knows who gave it. The rich man doesn't understand that. God provided, not the rich man. God made it possible, not the rich man. God made the ground fertile, the rain to fall, and the seeds to be productive. God did it, not the rich man. But the rich man failed to understand God, the increase, and the provision, the protection. But God said, when God says, you better listen, but God said, thou fool, your riches mean nothing. Your money, your goods, when you die, it will all belong to someone else. And Jesus says, lay up treasures in heaven where it matters. Worry about the next life for this one, this one, this temporal one, this physical one. This one is fleeting. Luke 12, 22. And he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat. Neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. The body is much more than this jacket and tie I'm wearing. Life is much more than the food and, and drink we're going to have after we're done here this morning. Life is so much more than the few things that we have in front of us. Life is more than food. It's more than housing, more than vacations. Believe it or not, we're getting ready to go to... Uh, Yellowstone in May, but that's a break. That's not life. Life is more than cars. Life is more than devices. Life is more than games. Life is more than work. Life is more than the dollar. Life is about serving others and God. Life is more than you or I. Life is about the Jesus that died for you, the God that created you, the God that had a purpose for your life. That's what the Christian life is about. Luke 12, 24. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of ye, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Jesus says, consider the birds. They neither sow seed, nor do they reap the grain. They don't have barns. They don't have storehouses. But every year they are fed. Every day they get food. Every day. How many times have you seen a bird die of hunger? Not many. God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? God is the creator of everything, and he cares. And if he cares this much for mindless birds, how much more does he care and provide for man that was created in his image, but not just created in his image, but created in his image for fellowship with him? He wants to talk with us. He wants to walk with us. How much more are we in his estimation than the birds? Luke 12, 27, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, 
And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? You ever been up to uh, Longwood Gardens in Pennsylvania or the Botanical Gardens here in St. Louis? Beautiful. You ever seen a rose bush in full bloom and look at it and go, my, that's ugly. No. God did that. He arrayed the flowers and greater beauty than man can ever create. And if he will do that for the flowers, which are then cut down and thrown into the furnace, how much more will he do for man who he created in his image, who he loves, who he died for? Stop chasing after the things of this world. Start chasing after God. God gives the flowers beauty unmatched. He clothes them in arrays that are glorious. I have canas grown on the side of the house that are beautiful in full bloom. Willows bushes in the front of the house that are beautiful in full bloom. But how much more does God care for us than for the beauty of those flowers? He made them wonderfully beautiful to my eyes. But he cares more for me than he does for those flowers. He cares more for me than he does for those birds that he feeds every day. How much more does he care for us? Luke 12, 29. And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. God said, Yes, he did. Right here. But God said, don't chase after the things of the world. Chase after me. Seek me. Search for me. Try me. All these things shall be added unto you. It's amazing that we fail to pay attention to this, even though he says it four or five different places in the Bible. A little different in the paraphrasing, but he says this four or five different times, very clearly, very succinctly, chase after me, seek me, search for me, and I will add all this other stuff to you. Here in Luke, he says it. In Matthew, he says this. Colossians, he says it. Psalms, Proverbs. That's where he says, seek the Lord, search for the Lord. Wisdom is in the word of the Lord. Now, if the book of wisdom, Proverbs, tells you to seek God for better understanding and for wisdom, then do you not think that good advice? Solomon knew whereof he spoke. Solomon spent his early years chasing after wine, women, and song, later turned to God with all of his heart and wrote the words of wisdom we call the book of Proverbs. We call Ecclesiastes. Solomon says wisdom is the Lord. Wisdom is God's word. Wisdom is God's law. That's what Solomon says. How can we not listen to that? What is wisdom? God said. That is wisdom, for he is the source and the giver of wisdom. Solomon didn't pray for gold and riches. Solomon prayed for wisdom and knowledge, and God gave it to him. And Solomon wrote it down for us. Matthew 6, 31. 
Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It says, all these things will be added unto you if you seek me, if you seek my righteousness. Don't chase after the world. Don't chase after the dollar. Don't chase after everything here, how you're going to eat, how you're going to clothe. Chase after God, and all these things will be added unto you. That's what he says. He says, the Gentiles do it this way, and I don't know if you know this or not, but back in that day, the Jews would do anything they could to not be like the Gentiles, like the Samaritans. They were God's chosen, and they had a little puffed up attitude about themselves. They would have done everything to not be like the Gentiles. And Jesus says, don't be like the world, chase after God. That also applies right now today to the Christian and to the world. Do not chase after the dollar like the world does. Do not chase after cars, houses, food, anything. You got to eat. Don't chase after it. That's not why we are here. We are here to serve God. We are here to worship God. We are here to fellowship with God. We are not here to chase after ease and comfort. We are not here to chase after security, uh, financial security. Christians, that's not why we're here. We are here to wait upon the Lord, trust upon the Lord, seek Him first, live righteously like Him, and let Him add these things unto us. Our faithfulness will be our reward. Whether here or in the next life, He will reward the faithfulness. He will. God has done it all. He created earth and all that is therein for us. That's what He did. He gave us dominion over all the world and left us here in the garden to enjoy the bounty that he gave us, and we blew it. He then made skins and clothed us when we knew what nakedness was. He took care of us then. Why can't we believe that he'll take care of us now? He gave us sacrifices that we might have sins forgiven and fellowship with him restored. He did it all for us. He then came to this earth when it was time that he might die, that we might have life and have life with him again. He then gave us salvation if we accept it. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit is here to help us understand the word. The Holy Spirit is here to help us pray. The Holy Spirit is here to help us live a life for him. God has done it all. He created earth. We messed it up. He created a sacrificial system that we might be restored in our fellowship every year with him. Then he came and died that we might have fellowship with him through his son on a regular basis. That we might have life and have life eternal. Then he sends us the spirit to talk to us, to pray with us, to lead us, to guide us. He has done it all. He calls us to him. He finds us. We don't know about him. We don't know we need him in our lost state. 
He calls us. He finds us. Leads us to repentance. He sends us people to explain to us in our lost state what we must do to be saved. He has done it all. In the Bible, he says it all. All we have to do is understand and hear, but God said. Not what I think. Not what the world thinks. Not what I want to do. But what God said. That's what we have to do. That's how we have to live. That's what we have to chase after. That's what we have to seek. All we have to do is understand and hear. But God said. That is it. If we can do that. If we will do that. If we will read, hear. And obey what God says. Seek him and his will. All of this shall be added unto us. Whether this world or the next, it's going to be added unto us. He rewards the faithfulness. He rewards the loyalty. But God said. He has given us all we need to know. If we but hear what he says. If we but read what he says. If we obey what he says. Thou fool, tonight thy soul shall be required of thee. Who then will inherit all the fruits of your labor? God said, Thou fool. Will God say that to us for chasing after the wrong things? Or is he going to say to us, Well done, thou good and faithful servant? It's a big phrase right there, but God said.